Talking stupid. I'm William, and uh, uh, no veg or Jeremy again this week. But uh, I do have another very special guest. Uh, well, welcome, my beautiful girlfriend, Alex. Hello. Hello. I know. I got a little. Alex. 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 <laughs> Hello. My name is Alex. I like long walks on beach. That reminds me of. Uh, you can get into the things that we enjoy. Uh, Liza. What was oh, that? Yeah. What was the characters? Jeb. Jed. Jed. Jed? Jed. That's a weird, like, of all the characters I've seen from a YouTube series, that was the weirdest one. <laughs> it was pretty funny. She was funny, and that was a good, like, it didn't feel like that whole video, the 70 questions from Vogue or uh-huh. whatever it was, that didn't feel like, didn't feel like any cuts. I don't think it was. It was just one there long There was a bunch continuous... of outtakes. Did you watch the outtakes? Yeah, we saw the outtakes together. Yeah. And he kept, like, messing her up on purpose. Yeah. That's just not... Not easy. Anyway, that's just a stupid YouTube video it's that we have watched. That's just the YouTube videos we watch. Um, you can check out all the things that we enjoy here at uh, Talking Stupid at www.facebook.com slash Talking Stupid. And check out all the other podcasts at www.stupid-flanders.com slash podcasts. Um, but today we've got a, a couple of good shows that you and I have been watching. Yeah, we've been powering through. Oh them. my goodness. We've been very <laughs> excited about... Uh, the shows we've been watching. So uh, let's start with the old one first, and then okay. we'll start with the new one that we've been watching. Got it. Okay. We'll kind of go from there, okay? Mm-hmm. So the first show we've been watching is The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I are huge horror fans to begin with. You yes. and I absolutely love all things horror. Mm-hmm. So this movie is right up your alley. Now, <laughs> yes. This show is right up our alley. Um, have you seen The Original Exorcist? No. You've not? No, I haven't. Okay, so like a you lot of... You should know this. I, you know... You know if I I'm, if there's I'm a movie that it. was made before 1990, <laughs> I probably haven't seen it. It's impressive that you saw movies that were that were two years before you were born. Well, I'm trying to... I mean, I've seen... I've seen around See, but there. even then, like early... When, when, ni- did, when did Ghost come out? Maybe that's my oldest movie. Oof, like 1988 <laughs> or something like that. I don't even think so. I think it was 90s. Maybe. I don't know. I couldn't tell you on that yeah. one. It's crazy. Anyway. Um, but he, you know, like, you don't, but even then, the clue, like, Clue was 85. You, clue was 85. You have seen Clue. You have eclectic tastes. They're very specific yes. movies you like. Yes. And then besides that, you're like, oh, there's other cinematography yeah. out in the world, but, uh. I've seen a couple of John Hughes films. Yeah, and you've seen, like, Breakfast Club. Yeah. And you just, you haven't even, ugh, bugs me. You haven't watched Back to the Future yet. I know. You are so, like. <laughs> I mean, it was playing once in the break room. <laughs> I that, saw a little bit. Does that count for anything? <laughs> does that count for something? Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, podcast with Veg. Every time I reference a movie, Veg like either goes I've seen or I haven't. And with you, it's kind of the other way around. You're like <laughs> I haven't seen that. But for those of you who don't know, and those of you who haven't, you you you've never seen the movie. It's about this girl named Reagan, and she gets possessed by a demon, and so they bring in a young priest and an old priest. 
and they go and they basically uh, exercise the demon out of her. And spoilers, by the way, the old priest basically takes the demon into him at the end of the movie and jumps out a window and kills himself. I actually did not know that. Did you not? No. Yeah, he uh, he absorbs the demon basically into himself. On purpose. And then... Yeah, to like save wow. Reagan and then he jumps out the window and he kills himself. Supposedly ridding himself of the demon. Yeah. We're ridding, but as we see in the TV show, not everything's as it seems. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the show centers around uh, a new family and this their daughter is being possessed by a demon. And so and so like the same premise, a young priest and an old priest come in to try to exercise this demon, but it's more fleshed out. There's more of a story than there was in the original Exorcist. And yeah. How do you feel? Oh, I mean, it's also a show. It's an hour-long episode. and The ten episodes. Exactly. You, you, get, you get, you know, uh, ten hours of content as compared to doing having to push it all into two hours. Um, there's a lot of goods and bads about the show, but I want to talk about how do you like the story so far? Um, okay, so it really grabbed me with the end of the first episode, but... Well, why I kinda... did it grab you? What, 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 really got, what really got you going with that one? Okay, I, as, as a person who likes horror and a person that actively seeks out any horror film that piques my interest, there's not a whole lot that people are coming up with or have been able to come up with. And when I see a movie or I see a thing that genuinely startles me, you know, creeps me out, gives me bad dreams for the night and the next <laughs> and the entire next day. I I love immediately. So first episode had some good good moments, but I don't know, as it's uh, we haven't even finished yet. I think we have one more episode. We have one more episode for this <laughs> and I I couldn't tell you, but I can't imagine they'd be putting on Hulu unless there was another season coming out. Sure. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure there are more seasons to be happened. I just feel like it fell to the way of cliche. It's not, and uh, as the episodes went on, it hasn't surprised me. There's there's nothing there's nothing new in the story. Like sure, there's a couple of creep moments, but it's yeah. all it's all stuff you've seen. Not before. even not even creep factor. I'm the first episode was, and then. See, that's, that's the thing, is they got to hook you in that first episode. And they did. Yeah. Oh, they did. Uh, I feel like the storyline kind of is, for me at least, it's drives a little bit, though. How do you, how do you feel about the storyline with every, with the, the show? Because, I mean, I like the idea that, like, there are more demons out in the world, and, like, they're, like, supposedly, they're gathering for something, they're trying to figure out, because, like, there's this whole subplot where the Pope is coming, you know, the Pope's coming into town, and that's, like, one of the big things, and so... I mean, I guess. I just had high expectations after the first episode. Yeah. That's and all. It took him seven episodes to exercise this demon. And, yeah. And I mean, not that it... It didn't really <clears throat> feel that bad. No, it doesn't feel like it drags in any sense. No. And, and it never feels slow, but you're right. There's nothing new. Like, what was the last one that you, you would say that really made you feel like, whoa, I can't believe, like, I yeah. just saw that like horror movie that really just made movie? Horror movie, yeah. Insidious. Really? And before that, I couldn't even tell you. Maybe Darkness Falls when I was, like, ten. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. See, you have seen some movies. <laughs> what is Darkness Falls? I just, it's one of those obscure movies that I rarely ever think Dude, about. Dude, I, I was petrified of the dark as a kid. Are you kidding me? And I saw that movie, and I never wanted to sleep again. I remember just laying in bed, looking at the darkest corner of my room. You're like, what's in there? Yes. It's a tooth fairy. Spoiler alert. 
It's a weird thing to make scary as the two. You know? Or Dead Silence. I like Dead Silence. Oh, that one ah, that one is a good one. Yeah, that one that one kinda takes you for a Ooh, psychological yeah. thriller. That's a little creepy. Yeah, it's a creepy one. And Ooh, and that twist though? Yeah. That uh that reveal. Um and I don't know, uh, these people see it. And that's where the origins of the um, Jigsaw's doll. Jigsaw's doll is actually in hmm. Dead Silence. I did not know that. Yeah. That's one of the first occurrences of it. And then I'm sure somebody found it in a back lot somewhere. They're like, we can make a creepy doll out of this. And then, I think you're just talking out of your ass. No, swear to no. Like, <laughs> I'll, go find the, I'll go find the footage after we're done. I'll show it to you. And then uh, I believe those are both Universal movies. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, back, to, back to The Exorcist. How did you... So um, how do you feel about the... Okay, so I'm going to start from here. Spoilers. Spoilers from here on out. Alert. Alert. Spoilers alert. If you want to watch the show, and hopefully we've intrigued you in the first uh, eight minutes of the podcast to go watch it, um, go check it out. From here on out, spoilers. How do you feel about the big twist of the series? You know what, though? Like, when she first showed up, I was like, I swear to God, somebody's going to get repo- They do it in every possession movie. Sorry, every possession movie. That's... That's, that's their ace in the hole. Every time the demon gets excised from somebody, it goes into somebody else. It's just, it's just how, how it goes. It's just the cliche of horror. Yeah. Um, I'm not even talking about that, that twist, but I'm talking about more of the episode five twist where we figure out who Kat's mother is. Mm. How'd you feel about that twist? So... In the, in the show, you find out about halfway through the series that the mom of the girl who's possessed is actually Reagan from the original Exorcist movie, which is how it all ties back together. And Do I you thought, ever see what happens to her? Like, yeah, they're showing that her and her mom went on talk shows in the show, but... Um, in Exorcist 2, she's in an insane asylum, and she kind of talks about the demon a little bit, because then that connects back to... Because the whole second movie is about the old father, and they're kind of looking into his past, and mm-hmm. like... His connections to the demon. And so you see her a little bit, and the third movie has nothing to do with the other two. Got it. So you see her again, but that's not a whole... You don't see a whole lot of her in the okay. second movie. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, so I guess as a person who's the Exorcist movie, you don't feel like that twist was very... Nah. Nah, didn't yeah. Really you. Yeah. For me, I was sitting there going, like, okay, like, she, like, the mom's talking, played by, uh... What's her uh Gina Davis. Gina Davis. And then um, Cameron from... Yeah, from, from Ferris Bueller. The boys the dad, dad. Which is just, I felt so weird. And it's funny, he looks exactly the same except for the gray hair. He it's, does, he just looks like an yeah. older version of Cameron. Well, I mean, he is. I just, I don't know. <laughs> well, when you say it like that. <laughs> he looks like an older version of himself. He just looks himself. like an older version. 30 years later, I can't believe it. That's so weird. Um, so Jane Davis is actually Reagan. And you learn that, like, the demon that's possessing your daughter is not only, like, a very powerful demon, but it is the same demon. It's Pazuzu, which is... The or de- Captain Howdy. Or Captain Howdy, as he like to be formally known. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Pazuzu, but that's my father's name. You can call me Captain Howdy. That doesn't incite as much fear as Pazuzu you know? does, you no, know? No, it doesn't. Captain Howdy. So, uh, Pazuzu is actually the demon that that, exercise, that they exercised from Reagan in the first movie. So, it's this whole continuation of the story, which is all based on a book on top of that. So, it's a, it's a, 
it's a TV show, which is a remake of a movie, which is a remake of a book, mm-hmm. which is full Inception there. Right? How full, goes? I see no one, which is, a, you know, uh, cave paintings. That's where you go from there, <laughs> which the play was sort of from cave paintings. It's all, you know, all just goes. I wonder what, what point are we going to see, like, remakes of remakes of remakes, you know? When are we going to see, like, the TV show of Jaws that becomes, like, the virtual reality show, like, 100 years in the future of Jaws that comes back from, like, Seven generations of people just redoing Jaws over and over again. I don't know. And it's a weird, it's a weird life. So you just, you, for me, like, that. okay, so going back, um, finding out that she was Reagan and this, this was all back, connected back to, like, the first Exodus, that was, like, my favorite part of the show. So really? I really liked the connection back. I really liked the big, the big reveal and the big twist going, hey, like, this person, like, it's not what you think it is. It's a little different. That kind of shifted the the paradigm for me a little bit on the show, and mm-hmm. I like that. But as an outsider, you didn't you didn't feel like it just had anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Horror horror shows are hard to do because you have to do you have to take a balance of two things. You have to be able to a if you're gonna do horror, you have to keep people scared, and b you have to keep people intrigued because it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. And so the balance of that is really hard because you have to like. You can't have jump scares constantly because then you're like, people are like, oh, it's too scary, I don't want to watch it. But at the same time, you still need a plot, you know, you still need plot elements to push you along, mm-hmm. and that loses the horror elements of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. As much that's as you can, you can show gore and graphics and, like, nasty stuff, at the same time... You can't, you, that's not really something to, to sustain a 10-episode season on. Yeah, exactly. That's like, <laughs> you can kind of do that in a series, you can kind of get away with that stuff, but, like... It's the smartest thing they did for the show was do ten episodes. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have done a full season. No, like a full twenty-two episode, like that would have been pointless. Like there would have been you couldn't have done that show that way. And I like to blame. Uh, I'm not to blame. I like to thank Netflix for the ten episode series. Yeah. I think I think Netflix really was like, hey, like we don't have to do full seasons. Like here's ten episodes. Here's a story that we want to tell. There's no filler in between. You don't have to worry about like. Oh, here's the episode where they go to Barbados. You know, like <laughs> you don't have to worry about those those episodes. They're, it's just all, it's all. Con, you know, you just have to. It's pretty nice. You keep it short, keep it yeah. sweet to the point. You know. Yeah. And I think uh, we could. I could have a whole conversation. I could have a whole podcast about Netflix and how they've changed the the industry on television and movies. And, and movie industry is not happy. They about are it. not happy. No, uh, no. Didn't they just get booted cans? Yep. Yeah, so it's just so weird. Like, you're all doing the same thing. You're all making movies. You're all, you know, like you're all working together to make this collective art. Why would you boo somebody who's doing the exact same thing as you just because? You know, different platform. Yeah, it's not. It's not how you're used to doing business. That just bugs me. Bugs people, me. people like their ways. They're just they're stuck in their human nature, yeah. stuck in their old ways. Um, what else? Oh, okay. So we talked good. Let's talk bad. Uh, the one thing that bugs me, bugs me, bugs me about this show Uh-oh. is the CGI. Oh my god. The CGI <laughs> is so bad. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> they planned for so much more and then something happened to their budget and it got cut. Or like they just did too much in the the pre the, the production of it, and so they kind of ran out of money at the end. Jesus, I think the worst is the girl that had 
the broken leg. It looked like somebody <laughs> watercolored her leg onto the scene. Did that not just feel like some guy that had like premiered After Effects for the first time that you premiered After Effects for the first time? Like, I'm gonna bend your leg backwards. And <laughs> it shot. was so and bad. I'm gonna put a fake bone out and make it look oh, real. Oh my god. Because in the in the show, she had uh, the girl who had been possessed was kind of getting bullied on the lacrosse field. She had been like, she kept getting hit, and she wasn't getting like she was getting she wasn't getting fouled by these things. And so the demon saw that. And decided for some reason to break the girl's leg. And that was just, you're right, but that CGI was just the worst. And every animal in the show has been CGI. Yeah. And every every little thing that's happened to her that's, like, kind of not, that they can't do in normal effects or uh, visual effects. Practical. Practical effects. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Um, has been CGI. And it's all just, it's really, really, really bad. And you know me, I'm not one of those people that are like... Oh, yeah, you watch shows that I can't watch because of the CGI. I don't care. Like, I'll watch Doctor Who. I'll watch old Doctor Who. Just because it's, it's entertaining. It's fun, you know? And you have a hard time with that. But, like, oh, this stuff gets to me. I just sit there and go, oh, do we have to keep watching this? Yeah, it's pretty oh, that's bad. that's so bad. Yeah, there was the one in the first episode, there's a, a raven or crow smashes into the <laughs> young, young priest's church and it's, you know, I get you can't put a real crow in that situation because people will get really upset at you and get frustrated with you. Like, you know, get mad and sue you and do all those things. But, like, you could have put a little more effort in that. That one's not even the one that gets me. The rat gets me. The Which, rat is so bad in the attic. Oh, yeah. At the end of the first episode, that creepy scene you're talking about. Yes. I don't want to spoil it for him because I really want people to go watch it. Yes. And just for that... If you don't watch anything for that first episode, the, the first episode does a really good job of um, adding creep factors to the show, like Alex said. And I, I feel like if you're going to go watch the show, at least watch the first episode. Don't watch the rest of it. You know, things happen. It's fine. Um, but definitely that first episode. Check it out because there's, there's, that last scene is really, really good. But you're right. That rat, this is the way it crunches. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Like, so they, got, they got some intern, like, was still in college and like, hey, can you do, like, special effects? And they're like, yeah, sure, I can do it. Kind of went from there. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, if they're doing one season, which I don't know if they're doing or not, I think they are because it's on IMDb. There's a dash and there's not mm, an end date, yeah. so it means there's more coming. Um, would you watch the next season? Yeah, I mean, I, know, I feel like it hinges a lot on the last episode. We'll see. Do you feel like that's kind of the fulcrum? Like, that's the deciding factor whether sure. you'd, yeah. you'd watch the show or not? Um, what would you give it? If you had the eighth ref, maybe give it a great letter grade. Do, like, do you like the eighth ref scale, or do you like one through ten? Mm, I feel like one through ten gives me a little more leeway. Like, I feel like there's... See, I, you asked me that question. I feel like there's a big there's a big gap between a B and a C. But between a six and a seven, I feel like it gives you a little more... A little more wiggle room? Yeah. Because yeah. a six and... There's a big difference between a C and a B, but there's not a lot of difference between a six and an eight. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. I was I was trying to get to that. There's a there's a bigger jump between a... But I see. Yeah, I get what, yeah, I, get what I I'm trying to say. I do. So, uh, one to ten. On a scale of uh, one to exorcist, where do you where do you put that? One to exorcist? I'm sorry. One to... What I'm going to say is one to insidious. <laughs> if I had to... You had to... Oh, okay. It. Insidious is number ten. Um, Would you say that's your favorite horror movie, I'm Insidious? Say, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. I'm, I'm going to have to say four. 
Really? Your page starts as big as this tent. Wow. Higher, but wow. If that's okay. my scale. It's a little bigger than I anticipated. Okay. Okay. So then, what, what would you? Is it serious? Would this be your top scary movie? Is that the one that like? I think for me personally, just because. No, like don't get me wrong. It's a great movie. I, I don't don't feel bad about that. That is a really really good movie. It's scary and it's intimidating. Oh. Ugh. And I, I think one of the biggest thing. Is it stayed constant for me? Instead, it stayed constant. Like it was... No lulls in the movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Can I say the sequels kind of died off though? Oh yeah. I don't even remember the sequels. Exactly. That's how good they were. Um, for me, it's like a. I wouldn't say it's terrible. I I know I gave you the one of Insidious. It's probably somewhere around like Saw four for me. What does that mean? It's not great. <laughs> Not terrible. Like, the Saw series is pretty good. I enjoy the Saw series. There are some glaring, terrible movies in that series. Saw 7, Saw 2 is not great. Saw 5 is pretty bad. So, yeah, like, Saw 4. Saw 4 is not terrible, but it's fairly good. Fairly decent. I love the Saw. I love Saw movies. I love horror movies in general. Like, give me something to get my, my blood pumping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Some people call that masochistic, but I... I say, fun. I say it's a good Friday night. <laughs> you know? It's good, wholesome fun. Good fun for the whole family. Whole family. Yeah. Alright, so, um, going for a show that I last year, actually. That was Summer Blockbuster of last year. Thanks, is it? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we're moving on to a newer show that just popped up, and I think has grabbed both your and my attention. Um, though I will say on the outside, I heard a lot of reviews about this show. I don't think I would have watched it. Really? Based on everything I just kind of watched and seen. <gasps> Speaking of reviews. What? I'm sorry, have you seen the highlight? You made it, right? What? Of the show? Yeah. No, okay. I'm not. Okay. Um, well, we're talking about The Handmaid's Tale. <gasps> <gasps> but yeah, like, based on like things I'd seen and things I had read about, I was like, I'm not really intrigued in this movie. That would, uh, the show, and I, I would have felt makes me kind of wonder what shows I've been missing out on because of those perspective, that perspective I have. Because yeah. I've gotten into this show, and holy crap! I think that's everybody, though. You know? Yeah, especially. I don't think that's uncommon for. I mean, you you understand though. I I'm stuck in, I'm stuck in like my superhero genre. I watch my Agents of Shield, my Flash. And that's about it. I watch. I literally watch superhero shows these days. That's all I watch. I um. Uh, but speaking of articles, and uh, I just read one today. Oh, what was? I'm. I'm gonna have to even look up what website it was on. But it was this woman writing about how, you know what, The Hands Made Tale life isn't that bad. I would enjoy it. And literally, it was just her talking about like. Come on, you get to live in a nice house and you get to bang an attractive, important dude and you get everything taken care of and you're once you're pregnant you're completely pampered. It sounds like the life. Literally this I don't know, it was crazy. Okay, can I I, I know nothing about this article, I've never read it, I don't know where it's from, but that sounds like a twenty something year old who knows nothing about anything. <laughs> Cause I can tell you, I can I can for sure tell you as somebody who uh, I, there's rape in that show. There's rape. Uh, I'm sure it's not if it's not consensual, it's not okay. Um, sure you're pregnant, but the minute that baby comes out of you, it's not yours. That's true. 
And um, you know, as a mother, how 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 terrible would that have felt? That you, the minute that Ben came out, he immediately got handed to somebody else. I couldn't imagine. That was not no longer your child. That was somebody else. You raised that child for nine months. And that's why I guess surrogacy is so hard, you know? It's it's so mm-hmm. so hard. And it's just I surrogacy is a whole other topic we can talk about some other time. But uh Handmaid's still is about a uh, dystopian future, I guess you'd say, where mm-hmm. basically fertility rates have dropped drastically. Just sorry, speaking I just wanna interject real quick and say with the dystopian future, I saw somebody say and I really I really like the idea that they really like the idea that they didn't make it futuristic. The, the producers of the show didn't make it in the future. They made it present day, and then this is what happens in a couple of years or so. Like, yeah, it's, it's... I feel like that was a really good decision. You no, know, I, I completely agree. It's much more... I, I think you and I have openly said that while we're watching the show. We're like, God, this could be a potential future of ours, you know? Like, this is a future that... Like, it feels very real because of that. There is no, like... It's not like a Gattaca or a uh, Minority Report where you're kind of you're living in this crazy futuristic world. It's it's here. It's now. It's all the things that we deal with. Mm-hmm. But exactly like you said, a couple of years from now, you know, um, the shows. So the fertility rates are completely down. Completely like one in five women who get pregnant have a miscarriage or have a healthy baby. Have a healthy yeah yeah exactly. Like eighty percent of the population that cannot can't have kids anymore, and the one in five, the twenty percent, only one in five of those have uh, actually like healthy, normal ch- children. And so, as the population starts to dwindle, people start to freak out, and so this religious group kind of comes in and takes over, takes over the government, basically overthrows the United States government, and basically rounds up all the fertile women and forces them to uh, forces them to basically become cows of sorts, becomes like uh, breeders. And so you have the handmaids who are the breeders. They are breeders of the, uh, the breeders. And so that's kind of where the show lets off. You start with one of the characters. One of the handmaids is kind of the main character of the story. Uh, how do you feel? How do you talk about the show? What do you like about it? Um, well, first of all, the cinematography is beautiful. There's shots, like long held shots that are just, that you want to take in, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't get distracted, you're not, you know, you don't dislike, I don't know. I do feel like it's very artistic, and, I mean, come on, the storyline is definitely a very interesting one. And, um, like I was telling you earlier, um, I was reading that Margaret Atwood, the author of this book that came out in the 80s, right? Yeah, the, the Hammond Cell there, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Um... She had said that it was kind of a rule for her as she was writing to not write about anything that has not happened in human history, that has not been, you know. So she she only she only deals with uh, so she only deals with things that have actually. Uh, so she's only dealt with things that like technologies that we've that have existed. She didn't like. No, make... not technologies, just human travesties. Oh okay okay so. so what if we had birth rates go down and things like that? Fertility issues. Is that what she's trying to talk about? No. Like, human enslavement. Oh, got it. Okay, okay. I'm back with you here, I promise. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, she's, uh, 
I mean, I haven't read the source material, but based on the show, but you're right. I going back, I absolutely loved the uh, some of the shots that we had in the in the show. So there's there was the one where uh, the main character is trying to escape from the like the covenant that she goes to to learn how to be a handmaid. Um, and there's the one shot where her and another friend are trying to like escape out and they're walking out. And it's just the, the two guards up in like in their, it's a downward shot. I walk, see them walk uh, through this like window. I don't know. The shots, just, you're right. The, the shots are really amazing. Um, Acting is actually quite good in the show too. I'm very impressed by the lead. The lead, yeah. She's uh, she's really good. Elizabeth she, Moss. Yeah. What is she doing? I don't know her face. Um, she she has another show that's actually on Hulu right now called Top of the Lake. It's um Australian TV show because I believe she is Australian. Oh, she doesn't sound it in the show. No, she doesn't use her accent. That's good. I mean, or I guess I should say she uses an American accent. She speaks in American. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, what else has she been in? She's been in a couple other things, but. What other faces? Michonne. Michonne, yeah, the girl. Uh, yeah, Michonne from Walking Dead is a character. Joseph Joseph Fines. Joseph Fines from Shakespeare in Love and other things. Brother I, of Ray it's Fines. Just, it's just really interesting how both of those brothers are just able to do creepy, calm, and collected very well. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get, yeah, you get one brother that does, like, this show, and the other one does Schindler's List and plays Voldemort. I was going yeah. I know. I, you know, I don't, I don't like, not that I don't like associating Ray Fiennes with Voldemort as the character, but, like, I feel like his repertoire of amazing, amazing things that he's done lasts beyond Voldemort, and I don't want that to be the yeah. first, the first thing that ever, that comes to people's minds, because he is such an amazing actor. He's done so many really good roles. arguably the biggest thing he's done. So. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, can't. I would say it's the biggest thing he's done as a blockbuster movie. Yeah. So, yeah, like, in money-wise. I don't know. Schindler's List won an Academy Award. I think he won an Academy Award for that movie. But it, it hasn't spread to pop culture like Harry Potter does. Okay. So you're just saying as a widespread, it's seen, you can see Ray Fiennes' or uh, Voldemort's a more well-known character. Than yes. Got it. Got it, got it. Um, yeah, the show, the show is just a mindfuck because there are these, these, these crazy people that run the country and that they say these things are okay. And it's just like, it, it's, you know, like women's rights. That's kind of how I really like that, that slow decay of how everything kind of came into power and how this like, these like founding really fathers. Interesting, yeah. It's like, there was a slow decay. It wasn't, it wasn't a big coup at first, you know? Like, little legislation came in where, like, women couldn't have bank accounts, and then women couldn't own property, and then all of a sudden, like, they were now being used as basically cattle, you know, to to breed to breed the next generations. And, and that's, I think that's the big thing about the show that I really like is it's scary because it's true. Like, this is a potential future that we could be living in, you know? I don't know if I feel that too much. I know everybody says that, but I, I don't know. You don't, you don't feel like it, it, that this is something that we could potentially be seeing in the next no 100 years no but like even with like the the crazy religious undertones and stuff which is really like symbolic of of like the new like the new wave of like conservatives and christians and 
Westboro Baptist Church and all those. You don't you don't feel like that has that much of a parallel to it? I mean, I, I see the parallel. I'm saying I don't I don't feel the threat that a lot of people do. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Um, there. You do you know the Far Cry games? I know of them. They're they're a Ubisoft they're a Ubisoft group, but they're just coming out. They just came out with a new trailer for Far Cry Five. Again, there's a there's a cougar attacking the fisherman in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That of all the things that are in that game, that's the one thing you got from that release poster was the cougar attacking the guy in the back. He's all swinging his fishing pole, and the cougar's after him. Um, <laughs> that's great. I, I appreciate you for that. Um, no, but the the whole the whole series is set in Montana, uh-huh. and it's this like religious cult that's like trying to take over Montana, and it's like and like trying to take over the United States, and so you have to go in and like stop them. Really, I like. I feel like a lot of TV shows and a lot of things with the new. I would say uh, party in favor, but I like the word regime better. <laughs> Um, in power, you see, I've been seeing it a lot everywhere. Mm-hmm. And everything from like Agents of Shield to like Quantico to like video games, mm-hmm. we're now getting this like, oh, like the government's being controlled or like the, you're kind of seeing like all the things that are going on in, in politics today, like in our television. Yeah, and I, I, I it's it kept, is really, it is really fascinating to see because you're right. It is very saturated. Yeah, like media. fascist governments yeah. taking over or like, you know, people rigging elections. I mean, come on, dystopian young adult novels are the rage nowadays. It's true. I mean, you have everything from Hunger Games to... Hunger Games, Maze Runner. Allegiant. Uh, yeah, that was the first one. Divergent. Divergent. Which, that's uh, okay. I like Maze Runner. Didn't really like Divergent. I liked Maze Runner. I did, I did. It was a good, good series. Yeah, I heard the book was hard to get into, but I... As a movie. I think I think those visuals really help if you can see it as compared to having... And then they made a left, and then they made a right, and then they were no, running. My, my, the person I was talking to that found it hard to get into, I admittedly wasn't an avid reader, so that may, you know, that may vary, but um, their biggest complaint was... He's dropped in the middle of this maze, and he doesn't know anything. He doesn't remember anything. So it was hard for them to get into without any sort of, like... There's no backstory. There's no connection. The the narrator didn't know what he was doing. The reader didn't know what he was doing. You know, it wasn't, like, a situational irony where the reader knew what he, you know... Got it. You didn't... didn't, There was no backstory. There's no connection to the character. Yeah. Okay. Um... God, The Handmaid's Tale is such a good show. Um, we're only seven episodes in, and you know, for uh, I thought, no, eight. was that eight? Yeah. Oh, you're right. We're eight episodes in. I think it's a ten episode season. I think so, yeah. Which would make sense because we're 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 definitely leading somewhere. But the big thing that I've realized in the show is I don't know where it's going. <laughs> this is one of those first. This is one of the first shows in a long time where I'm going like, I can't predict the ending on this. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, yeah. they're not gonna they're not gonna overthrow the government. Like. There's there's no implementa- implication of that, yeah. and like she's with this commander, and the commander might be sterile. So like, it's always the women's fault, it, you Spoiler. know. Spoilers. <laughs> it's always the women. Like women are kind of to be blamed. The handmaids to be blamed if they can't get pregnant. It's their fault, not the men's. And so like, I don't know where the show is going, but like, 
it's really intense, and there's a lot of emotion in this show. This show is just built on these emotional moments of, yes. like, being scared or upset or, mm. you know, you have this whole, uh, you have this whole, like, the, the main character loses her husband and her daughter, and so we don't know where the daughter is, we don't know what's going on with that, we, we assume the husband is dead, um, and it's just these, these heart-wrenching moments you're having to deal with, and I, I can definitely see as a new father, I, I feel, I feel more closer to a couple of those things than... I think I would have if I was just a, mm-hmm. a kid. Sure. Without a kid, you know. <laughs> I guess I'm a kid with a kid now. It's compared mm-hmm. to being a kid without a kid. So, uh, scale of one to ten for Hamid. So where'd you put it? Do I have a Do I have a crazy high limit again? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> one to one to. I don't know. That's what, okay. Uh, uh, what well, the dystopian future? One to uh, the Warriors. I don't know. You've never seen the Warriors. <laughs> Um, I'd give it. I'd give it a good eight or so. It's eight. Yeah, yeah it's it's very good at capturing and holding my attention. Absolutely. Even through the long drawn out scenes, the pretty scenes. You don't it's, you don't feel like oh, it's what is dragging. No, yeah. yeah it, it's true. It keeps you keeps you motivated. Yeah. It keeps you intrigued the entire time. Definitely. Visually as well as exactly yes. Storyline wise. There's another better phrase for that, but I don't it care. works. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it as an A2. I think that's a solid movie. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I think it's gonna be. I think I can't wait to see what else happens, and I really hope they do more seasons because I want to see more. I'm drawn by these characters. I'm intrigued. Uh, the one person we missed, uh, for those of you who enjoy Gilmore Girls, uh, Rory's in the show. <laughs> I don't know. That's right. When we just moved on. Uh, what's her? Uh, what's it? Alexis Bledel. Yeah. See, you're my. You're my go-to with names, because I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just like, no, oh, the girl from that show. You know, you know yeah. those, I know characters, you know. I don't even know characters, though. I go, that yeah, person that's right. that movie. You sit there, and you're like, how do you know her name? Because she's been the main character of this episode. <laughs> you get you get not only actresses' names, but character names. I'm always <laughs> like, it was the, the blonde guy in that movie. And you're like, oh, him. <laughs> this has been a Stupid Flanders production. <laughs> Podcast for the beginning at the www.stupid-flanders.com slash podcast. Facebook, Instagram, all the places. You can find us all. We're all we're everywhere. We're tweeting. We're Instagramming. Is there a do we Snapchat? Do you Snapchat? Do you Snapchat? No. <laughs> so probably not. Um that was a lot of couples canceling. How'd you feel about that? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, come thank back. you for inviting me back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like this is couples canceling part do. Part do. Part do. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you again in an episode of Talking Stupid.